Hello and welcome to Infinite Machine Learning. This is your host, Pratik Joshi. This is the part of the show where I talk about ideas and concepts in AI. You can use them to build startups, grow your career, or just develop a better understanding of how AI works. Today, we are going to talk about how generative AI is being used in biology. There are actually many areas in biology where AI can make a huge impact, but in this episode, I'll talk about 13 areas where generative AI has a huge potential, and we'll talk about how uh, it can work within all those areas. All right, let's dig in. Number one, drug discovery. Now, imagine a team of wizards locked in a lab, mixing potions and casting spells to brew up the next breakthrough drug. Well, that's not too far from reality in today's world of drug discovery, except that instead of wizards, we have AI models. And instead of magic wands and potions, uh, there's just code, right? So, okay, so if you look at AI in drug discovery. It's like having a, a smart chemist who can also see the future. These AI models sift through mountains of data on existing compounds. And these AI models, they analyze these compounds uh, like, a, like a detective searching for clues. And AI models spot hidden patterns in chemical structures understand molecular interactions, and even predict which compounds could be the next big thing in medicine. They're like the, the ultimate matchmakers. Like it's, it's like they introduce compounds to each other and say, hey, maybe you two should get together. You'll make a, a fantastic drug. But it doesn't stop there. AI goes beyond just playing matchmaker. It's also a, a great strategist. Like it studies the field of biology, examines protein structures, and dissects biological pathways. AI doesn't just help us discover drugs; it also helps us find the perfect targets for them. Uh, it's like having a GPS for the molecular world. Like it helps us guide to the exact spot where we need to strike. Okay, so that's that's drug discovery. All right. The second area in biology is protein design. Now, just just picture this, like a bunch of AI programmers that are sitting around a, a digital playground with like a giant set of Legos. And um, but but each Lego here is a molecule. Now, what are they building? They're not they're not building like skyscrapers. Uh, they're building new proteins. AI in protein design is like having a Lego mastermind. Uh, these AI models don't just snap together these colorful blocks, but they assemble amino acids into brand new protein sequences with specific superpowers. You, and if you want a, a protein that can devour oil spills, AI can create that, right? Or if you need a, a protein that can glow in the dark, AI can help that help create that too. So, okay, so how does this work exactly? Right, so AI starts by taking a deep dive into the vast library of existing protein structures and sequences. Uh, it's like browsing through a, a treasure trove of molecular blueprints, right? And then armed with this knowledge, AI gets creative, right? So generative AI models take all of this in and then it kind of figures out, okay, where do I go from here? It can remix 
amino acids, uh, twists and turns, peptide chains, and, and voila, it spits out a recipe for a brand new protein that's never been seen before. And the good thing is AI doesn't stop at just imagining these proteins. It gives you the instructions too. And scientists can take these AI-generated protein sequences and you know, fire them up in the molecular ovens and synthesize the, the actual, uh, like synthesize the real deal. So it's like turning a, a digital concept into a real creation. And once these AI-designed proteins are brought to life, they can be tested in the real world, right? It's like it's like conducting a, a science experiment with like a you know, wildest creations, right? Will it glow? Will it devour pollutants? Will it save lives? In essence, AI and protein design is like having a, an amazing architect uh, work for you. They can imagine molecular marvels that can have extraordinary powers. And then obviously it's up to you, it's up to us, the humans, to to take that and test it before it's actually deployed in the in the real world. But again, the goal here is uh, protein design is incredibly time-consuming, computationally expensive, and there are in, an insane number of combinations that you need to try. So AI can really speed that up. All right. The third area is synthetic data generation. Now, imagine uh, if you have an AI model and it is very hungry for data. Right, it's, it's super insatiable when it comes to using and devouring data. So, what if you are running low on real-world data? This is where synthetic data generation comes into picture. AI, uh, it, the way you train an AI model is by analyzing existing data, and the model learns the nitty-gritty details within that data, and it discovers hidden patterns, if any, and this AI engine, the synthetic data generation engine, becomes a data mimic, meaning it learns how the data is produced and it learns how it, it is in the real world and then it tries to mimic the process of generating that data. Again, this is just one way to solve the, the data problems, but obviously synthetic data generation comes with its own problems, but what it can do really well is, you know, if you have uh, an imbalanced data set, that's like a seesaw with an, an elephant on one side and an ant on the other. It's super imbalanced, but AI can help balance it out. Because if you use a, a very imbalanced data set, the model will be super inaccurate or it's going to be indexed heavily on the elephant. It'll just... If you train a model where 99% of the data is pictures of elephants, then it's going to predict... It's going to say everything is an elephant, right? That's that's the problem. So you got to balance it out before it gets deployed. Uh, and maybe let's say the data is scarce. You don't have enough data to build a real model. AI can, uh, AI can create and synthesize some data that can be used to build the model. And the other key thing here is the privacy part of this equation. Imagine that you have a lot of real-world data, but... All of the data is super sensitive, protected by law, and it has you know, details about individuals that you're not supposed to use. So it's, it's a thorny problem when it comes to privacy. So what synthetic data 
engines can do is they can shield the identity of, the, of these data sources uh, while still providing valuable insights. So it's like creating a, a new data set that kind of mimics all of the properties of the data set, but without actually revealing what the data is, right? So this is, again, it's a very useful application when it comes to dealing with sectors like healthcare, because you're, you're dealing with a lot of private, like privacy laws and this rules around how you can and cannot use data. So this is, this is a very useful application. And also AI can conjure up synthetic images of cells, tissues, and organs that, that are very realistic, right? So uh, if you, and it's like, it's like creating a, a digital Picasso of the microscopic world. And these images, they, they don't just look nice, but they can identify cells, spot anomalies and disease markers with, with very high precision. And uh, also AI crafts synthetic bioinformatics data that is so pristine. And it's like, it's like very clean uh, data. And it's perfect for testing and validating algorithms, right? Making sure that they're top-notch performers on all kinds of data sets. And also, before it gets deployed in the real world, you can stress test it in, in many, many ways, right? So it's like, a, it's like a, a reality check for many types of computational methods. Number four is discovering gene regulatory networks. All right, so just imagine, like inside your cells, there's like a you know, there's like a bustling party going on. Like genes are mingling, they're dancing, and deciding who's going to be the the DJ. Uh, that's kind of like the gene regulatory network in action, right? And AI models they come in uh, into this this party armed with genomic data sets, and they don't they don't just stand on the sidelines. They become the party planners, right? These models are like you know they coordinate everything and understand hey what do what needs to go where right they, they spot patterns that human eye just cannot discern and these patterns are the secret sauce that reveal how it's, it's, no, the secret sauce reveals how genes work together to control cell functions it's like ai giving you a backstage pass to the genetic concert and ai doesn't stop here, right? It, it also generates synthetic genomic data. And, uh, and you know, why do we need that? You know, for benchmarking. It's like throwing in some holographic dancers to see how the real dancers perform, right? And AI ensures that scientists and researchers have a playground of data to test their theories and algorithms. So uh, in a nutshell, gene regulatory networks are like a genes version of of a, of a nice nice club, right? And AI is the party organizer. It it unravels the intricate dance of the genes, and and thereby you know it reveals the choreography of life itself. It's and so it's again all these to do this. We're already kind of doing this, but it's just very computationally intensive. So AI can play a huge role here. All right, number five, metagenomics. Now. First of all, what what is metagenomics, right? So think of it as like a like a microbial espionage, right? We are talking about understanding the secret lives of microorganisms in their natural habitats, whether it's in the soil, water, or even human body. So armed with this metagenomic data, AI 
is like a detector. It looks into these samples with a with a magnifying glass. Now, why? Why would it do that? To predict the presence of these teeny tiny organisms and unveil their hidden talents. It's like predicting which actors will steal the show in a blockbuster movie. Except, except the actors are microbes with unique functions. AI deciphers the genetic code of these microbial communities, revealing who's there, what they're up to, and how they might influence their environment. It's like eavesdropping on a microbial conversation and, and trying to understand their plants. And here's where it gets kind of cool. Uh, AI can predict not only who in this party, who's in this party, but also what kind of music they're playing. Like in other words, it 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 unveils their functional potential, right? It's like knowing that not only is there a chef in the kitchen, but all, they're also whipping up some amazing gourmet feast. Okay, so wh- why is this important? Like why bother with this? Metagenomics and AI... Obviously, it's it's pretty cool. It's fun to learn about this this overlap, but they have some real world applications too. So, for example, in environmental science, it helps us monitor ecosystems and even predict how they might respond to changes. Right in healthcare, it's like having a a microbial doctor who can diagnose issues based on the microbiome. All right, the sixth area in biology uh, is ecology. Uh, again. Obviously, ecology in itself is, is huge, but ecology is is like nature's grand symphony, right? AI is the conductor with a baton, uh, and this baton, again, is made of algorithms which can be used to un- un- uncover all these secrets. Ecology is like a, like a complex web where every species is a note in, in the nature's melody, right? And now... What happens when the rhythm of this dance is disrupted by climate change, for example? That's where AI steps in. AI models are like digital ecologists that create virtual ecosystems. They simulate the rise of temperatures, the shifting of seasons, and the changing habitats with pinpoint accuracy. And what it does, it it just helps us understand and predict the effects of climate change. AI also analyzes species interactions. It predicts which species might thrive and which might face extinction in the face of environmental changes. And uh, and this is very useful information. But again, it, it doesn't stop at prediction. It also helps design conservation strategies to protect biodiversity hotspots. It's like you know, drawing battle plans to defend our planet's most vulnerable species and ecosystems. All right, the seventh area in biology where generative AI is poised to make a big impact is drug repurposing. Now, imagine that you have a closet full of clothes and you suddenly realize that some of those old outfits can be given a new life with with a little alteration. Uh, We've all been there. We don't want to throw out old clothes. We're trying to figure out, okay, can I just make this useful, interesting, fun, and that's kind of what drug repurposing is about. But instead of clothes, we're talking about existing drugs being repurposed for new medical conditions. Now, let's talk about AI in this scenario by continuing the analogy. 
AI is like your fashion stylist who knows every item in your closet inside out. And it's like an expert in analyzing drug protein interactions and molecular structures. So AI sifts through, sifts through all the data, looking for those aha moments. And, and again, the goal here is to spot a drug that could be the missing piece in, in a medical puzzle. And it introduces drugs to, to new medical conditions as well. And the best part is, again, using all of this data, AI can actually do many, many simulations and many, many matches to figure out what works and what doesn't. And it does it incredibly efficiently. It narrows down the list of candidates, saving researchers so much time and resources. And, and it's, like, it's like having a, a personal assistant who does all of the groundwork, leaving scientists free to focus on exciting research and experimentation. All right, number eight, genome assembly. Imagine uh, if you have a jigsaw puzzle, but it's missing pieces, and some pieces are copies of others. And that's what dealing with complex genomes is like. And traditional assembly methods struggle with these genetic problems. AI analyzes sequencing data, identifying overlaps and connections between fragments of DNA. It's like having a, a, a detective reconstructing a, a shredded document. But again, AI doesn't stop here. It dives deep into it, navigating the, the tricky terrain of repetitive regions and intricate sequences that baffle traditional methods. AI transforms all this chaos into order to make sense of this genetic jumble. And again, it's not just about speed. In this case, it's also about precision, right? AI doesn't just throw pieces together randomly. It does so with a, the surgical precision that ensures that the final genome is accurate. Because genomes is, when it comes to the human body and biology, I think precision matters a whole lot because it's, it's literally life and death. You, you inject the wrong drug into the wrong person and the consequences can be dire. So again, precision is enormously important. All right, number nine, disease prediction and diagnosis. Uh, AI peers into patient data, genomic secrets, and medical images to unveil the mysteries of, of health. It starts by analyzing a treasure trove of patient data from medical history to genetic makeup, looking for those subtle patterns and clues that might go unnoticed by even the most experienced human eyes. But AI, you know, it's not just about making predictions, but it also acts as a, a trusted advisor to healthcare professionals. Right? It's, it provides insights and recommendations such as, hey, maybe you should use this treatment, or hey, maybe you should keep an eye on this particular symptom. And AI, again, it, just, it doesn't just follow a set of rigid rules. It learns and adapts as new data, new studies, as they're published, it constantly updates its knowledge base with the, the latest medical research and patient data. It evolves into a, a healthcare co-pilot that's always one step ahead of diseases. And also, let's talk about medical imaging for a second. AI can analyze images with the precision that rivals the most skilled radiologists. It's like having a superhuman eye that can spot anomalies, diagnose conditions with, with amazing accuracy. All right. Area number 10, single-cell transcriptonomics. First of all, like, what exactly is single-cell transcriptonomics, right? 
imagine you have a a massive library of musical scores, but each note is played by a single instrument in a, in a vast orchestra. Each cell in this analogy is like uh, an instrument and its RNA transcripts are like the musical notes, right? And traditional methods hear the entire orchestra to figure out what's happening and analyze it. But with single cell transcriptonomics, uh, we can now isolate and understand the distinct melodies of each instrument using AI. And again, in this case, AI listens to the subtle nuances in gene expression and revealing unique identity and function of each cell. It's like having a musical maestro who can differentiate between a violin and a cello in a very complex piece of music. And again, in this analogy, it doesn't stop at playing the notes. It also composes new notes, right? new melodies. It discovers cell types or states that might have gone unnoticed by human researchers. And again, it can it can introduce us to harmonies that we never knew existed. Right? And AI identifies patterns and connections between genes and cells, uncovering the secrets of development, disease, and evolution. Which brings us to area number 11, evolutionary biology. Imagine you have a time machine. Um, don't we all? I mean, we would all love to have a time machine. But imagine that you have a time machine that allows you to watch the development of life on Earth over millions of years. Uh, evolutionary biology is is like that time machine. But instead of real organisms, we are talking about virtual ones and, and specifically like digital life forms that AI creates and nurtures. AI can conjure up populations of virtual organisms and it unleashes them on the world of virtual ecosystems right again ai models simulate the harsh realities of natural selection where the fittest thrive and the less fortunate face extinction and and it's like watching a cosmic game of survival where digital creatures evolve and adapt under the watchful eye of ai but it doesn't stop there. AI, it's like a, a scientist with a lab coat and a clipboard, right? It, it studies the dynamics of these evolving populations and it uncovers the secrets of adaptation, speciation, and ecological interactions. Again, it, it just, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing tool to understand and dissect evolutionary biology, especially when the time span is like millions of years. Number 12, protein-protein interaction. Uh, imagine you are in a, a grand masquerade ball, like in a, a Leo Tolstoy novel, where each guest is a is a each masked guest is, is a protein. And each guest has its unique, each protein has its unique role and purpose, and these proteins mingle and interact and create a, a dynamic symphony of life within cells. Now, in this scenario, and this grand masquerade ball, in this scenario, AI is the socialite who understands the subtle nuances of these interactions. It's like the character of Anna Pavlovna Scherer in um, Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace. By the way, if you haven't read War and Peace, I strongly, strongly recommend that you read it. Uh, in, I mean, amazing, amazing book. And just the language, the description, the beauty 
of um, Leo Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy's masterful use of the language just comes through. Anyway, quick sidebar there. But coming back, AI in protein-protein interaction studies the structural intricacies of proteins, their shapes, and how they might fit together, like, like puzzle pieces. And AI predicts potential connections that might have eluded human researchers. It can foresee partnerships that could lead to new discoveries in molecular pathways and protein functions. And uh, also, it doesn't just stop here at predicting uh, connections. It explores the consequences of these interactions. It's like uh, not only introducing two people at a party, but also knowing that uh, they can collaborate on an exciting project. Right? AI unveils the the potential molecular stories waiting to be written in, in the book of life, if you will. All right. The area number 13, the last one, it's personalized medicine. Imagine going to a tailor for a, a custom-made Italian suit, but instead of fabric, they use your genetic code, lifestyle, and medical history to craft a healthcare plan tailored just for you. That is personalized medicine. And in this case, AI is your digital tailor creating the perfect healthcare fit. And uh, again, like if you can think of AI in personalized medicine, like your healthcare confidant. It delves into your genetic makeup, deciphering um, the intricate story written in your DNA. It can understand the unique quirks and potential risks hidden in your genes. But AI doesn't stop at just decoding your DNA. It uses this genetic information to recommend treatment plans that are custom tailored to your specific needs. It's like having a, a personal health coach who designs a fitness routine just for you, but on a, on a molecular level. And AI can predict disease risks based on your genetic profile and lifestyle choices. Again, like if you're eating burgers and french fries every day, you don't need AI to predict any disease risk for you. I, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that. But for many, many people, there are so many little things that can dramatically improve their life. Um, and I think that's where it's going to be really useful. It can also foresee potential health challenges, allowing you to take proactive measures to stay ahead of the game. All right. I think biology is a phenomenal, phenomenal area where generative AI can make a huge impact. And also it's an area where it's, it's very well suited to AI because it's computationally very intensive. You need to simulate an insane number of paths to figure out what works, what doesn't. It is very uh, high uh, risk in terms because human life is involved. So you have to be very accurate. So all of these things... Uh, they lend themselves nicely uh, to AI because AI can do these things very well. And also, finally, the world is at a place where computational power that AI needs uh, is available. Right? The world is manufacturing compute capacity at an insane rate. Uh, AI researchers are coming up with amazing AI models that can do phenomenal things. So I think all of that can be put to good use uh, in the field of biology, and it can make a dramatic difference in people's lives. All right, that's it for today. You can visit infinitemachinelearning.com to listen to all the other episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next time.